0: Coaching Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes, brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Change is constant. Often we start going in one direction to find that things change and our direction is no longer relevant. Career coaching helps people make that life and career shift. Is it a need for you? Or how can you help others move with change? Coach Terry talks to Coach Deborah Brown-Volkman about career coaching. After the program, be sure to look Deborah up at SurpassYourDreams.com.
1: All right, we are here today for a conversation around career coaching, and I could not be happier to have this conversation because there is a whole lot of career shift that is happening globally, uh, and that stirs a lot of stuff up. So, Deborah, I want to, like, jump in first with you and kind of give just a second and tell how you came to coaching in the first place, and then let's just dig into this topic and see what comes up. How does that sound?
2: All right, good. I love it. All right, so before I became a full-time coach, I spent 12 years in the corporate world. I was running sales and marketing programs for for Fortune 500 companies and technology companies. I, when I first entered the workforce, I loved it. My job was in New York City, and if you can tell, I am all New York, and I love it. I love <laughs> who I am. I love my accent, and I was so excited to be in the big city, doing big city things, but over time, That excitement faded, and even though I was very successful in my career, I grew tired of the politics and how hard it was to get things done, and I always felt like something was missing, but I didn't know what it was, and when you're unhappy in your career, you know, a lot of times you think it's you, so I thought it was me. You know, it has to be my Mm -hmm. fault. You know, it, it has to be my fault that I would start a job and in the beginning be so excited and then over time become unhappy. And then I had friends and family say to me, oh, you're too fickle, or you expect too much, or what's wrong with you? You know, why can't you be happy? Mm-hmm. Um, because I was switching jobs. And, you know, and at, at that time, you know, I was switching jobs. It actually helped me as a career coach because now I can help people, you know, with negotiating salary and how to switch jobs and resume and cover letters. But back then I was happy, and I, I didn't know why I was so unhappy. I just knew that I needed to do something about it. And I felt like the real me was screaming to get out, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do about it. And I was so miserable, and I was afraid. Um, And, you know, clients come to me, and they have the same thing. You know, they have the same fears. Like my fear was, what happens if I don't make enough money? You know, what happens if I fail? What happens if people laugh at me more? And, you know, at a certain point, I decided to face my fear and go for it because I was more afraid of doing what I didn't love for the rest of my life. Um, and that's what I say to say to clients, you know, you know, because they tell me that they got to a point where they were more afraid to stay where they were than to move forward. Um, and I made a decision. I said, I will do something different. And once you decide, that's when the universe kicks in. That's when the magic kicks in because once mm-hmm. you decide, the answers come. Um, and they did for me. There was a learning annex uh, catalog that came to my house. It was on my uh, coffee coffee table, and I swear it opened by itself to the page. Um, <laughs> there was a class called How to Become a Coach. And I said, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I signed up for it. And the next day I signed up for my training, and that was it. You know, I basically took a chance because it felt right, um, and that was my journey into the coaching profession. And sometimes people say to me, was it easy? You know, sometimes it was. Sometimes I knew exactly what I was doing. Sometimes I had no idea what I was doing. But I really wanted it. I wanted a a career where I could be happy and a career where I could make a difference. So I I just kept going, you know. And that's what I help people with. I help them with the courage to listen to themselves and to keep going.
1: Well, and I love your story because it is so close to my own as a – Small business owner. I was on every mailing list known to man, and I got a catalog from Skillpath, another company that does a lot of the similar types of trainings. And, and I had almost the exact same experience. Only mine was more like, "Wait a minute. Well, what is this thing? <laughs> like, hold on." But it's just so funny that that you know the universe just shows up and gives us those things in direct mail. <laughs>
2: it's funny you know i find that the people that come to career coaching you know they do so because they want to give back like you know they were unhappy in their career and they wished that they had someone and you know in their career that could have helped them and they didn't so they you know they had a journey and they went to do things and you know um they did the exploratory phase but they didn't really have someone to give them feedback and they they ended up you know, choosing coaching as their profession, and many people choose a lot of different things as their profession. Um, they wish they would have chosen it sooner, and they wish they would have ha- had help. And that's why they said, "I want to be a career coach because I want to help others not go through what I went through. I want to lessen other people's pain."
1: You know, I think that's that's like the perfect description of career coaching is from a, from a coach's perspective, which is when a lot of coaches come, well, not a lot. Every coach I know who's come to coaching has come to coaching because it's the byproduct of a calling. It's not like they woke up one day and said, oh, this looks like an interesting model. I think I'll give it a shot. They they were, like, called to it. Like, it really just drew them in. And when they make that transition, they're like, oh, my gosh, if I had done this earlier, like you said, if I had done this earlier, if I had known. And so I can clearly see how that would really be a – huge motivator for them to help others in the same, kind of the same line. But what what else is happening right now globally? Why is career coaching so vital to the workplace right now?
2: You know, things are crazy in the workplace. It it really is. I I liken the workplace to a reality show, you know, where people are afraid (laughs) they're going to get booted next week. You know, there is more demand. Um, There is... Crazy amount of hours, we're global, so we're 24-7, people are on their phones 24-7, there's, there's a lot, um, and there's a lot of fear, you know, even though people have jobs, they're afraid they're going to lose them, um, so there's fear, they come in and they're in survival mode, so all of that stuff about being part of a team and working towards something, there isn't that much anymore because people are more worried about themselves, um, and you know, people are like I said before; they're working harder, but they're working le- they're working more hours. They're getting paid less money, um, and they're just not having as much fun.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I was just speaking with a client the other day, and was really. In fear, holding on to their job, and their their reasoning was, it's because I'm making so much money at it, I can't replace it, and and I asked, how you know, I said, if you don't mind sharing, how much are you making, and how many hours are you working, and we, I, I couldn't believe this this bright, articulate, super intelligent, wonderful person, like didn't ever do the math and go, oh wait, that means I'm making like eleven dollars an hour, yeah, pretty much, and. And and I'm like, so holding on to that job because you can't replace it, huh? (laughs) Hmm. And that just came out of conversation. You know, we just had a general conversation, but I, I can completely relate to that. So what do the clients want to be coached on? Say you've got the ideal client that's looking for a career coach. What do they want to get coached on?
2: All right. I break career coaching into three pieces. People want new jobs, new careers, or how to deal with challenges in the workplace, right? New ways to deal with challenges in the workplace. So the new job mm-hmm. is: I need a new job. I like what I do, um, but I, you know, I, I, I don't like the environment. I'm overworked. My boss is driving me crazy. I don't like my coworkers. I'm not making enough money. So I like what I do. So if you like what you do and you don't like the environment, that's a job change. I would say that that's mm-hmm. that's number one. The second is a career change. A career change is I'm bored, I'm burnt out, I just can't do what I'm doing anymore. Um, I don't want to do it somewhere else. I don't want to do it in a different industry. Um, I want something else. So that's all about career exploration. And in many cases that involves retraining because you want to learn something new and you want to do something new. Um, And that's also a biggie. Um, The third is, Mm -hmm. you know, you have people who are at work, right, and they – uh, you know, maybe they were doing really wonderfully, and then they got a new boss, and all of a sudden they're getting horrible performance reviews. Or they have a new coworker; they're not getting along with that coworker. That person is stealing all their credit. Sometimes people want more money. They want, you know, more responsibility, but not in, not in a bad way. Sometimes, you know, you don't want to always do all the administrative stuff. You want to take on some interesting projects where you can make a contribution. So that's a new way of dealing with a, a challenge, a challenge at work. So it's new jobs, new careers, or, or challenges in the workplace. That's really work, what, that's the, really the crux of a career coaching.
1: You know, I think that that piece around challenges, you tell me if this rings true, but does that also extend into really being highly adaptive in the workplace? I mean, I'm hearing so much about that, reading so much about that lately about how job descriptions are this ever-changing target these days.
2: Yeah, I mean, job descriptions, if you've ever taken a look at a job description these days, it is very long. I mean, they pretty much put everything they want and more because, because they can, mm-hmm. because there's more supply and there's less demand, so they can ask whatever they want. So job descriptions are pretty extensive to begin with. You know, but then there's a little sentence at the end, you know, you know, duties as assigned. And that duties as assigned means is we can pretty much ask you to do anything that we want. You know, I mean, I don't mean that illegally or anything, but, you know, anything work-wise. Sure. Um, and you, you pretty much have to say it. And that people are afraid to speak up and say, oh, my God, I'm overworked, I'm overwhelmed, I have ten projects. On my plate, i can 't even get to them. i can 't do this because of the fear they 're afraid something's going to happen if they don 't say yes and they're afraid that they 're going to lose their job if they don't say yes
1: mhm yeah and and I think that what 's interesting is we watch that spiral out i mean from the life coach side, you know people are in such pressure cookers at work that then it spills over into their whole life, their health tanks, their relationship tank they they Get into clutter and away from their dreams. I mean, there's so much stuff that goes on that is so, so much a byproduct of the work that you can do in this area to help clean that up. I mean, that that just really stands out to me.
2: Yeah, it's tough. The work, workplace is the workplace is tough. It, it, you know, it really is. I mean, there was a while there where companies weren't making money so they couldn't hire more people but now a lot of the companies do have money but they really they don't have to spend it there really isn't a reason to spend it because people are still getting the work done so i think as long as you know people continue and they don't speak up or they don't set boundaries or they don't ask for help you know it's not really going to change because the, if the workers aren't complaining then then companies you know aren't aren't going to complain either
1: right for sure so what is it the clients are really looking for? They they really pick out a career coach that seems like a great fit for them. What is it they're expecting from the coach? Uh,
2: you know, you know, career coaching, as I said before, is the three things, new job, careers, um, challenges in the workplace. But, you know, who do you choose as your career coach? You know, you choose somebody mm-hmm. who, who gets you, who understands what you've been through, someone who's not going to judge you, um, someone who's going to listen to you, you know, just having someone to talk to you about things, you know someone to talk mm-hmm. to about your career, sometimes you can't talk to a spouse or so you don't want to bring work home or you don't have a friend that really gets it to have someone to have someone that really listens and really gets you and can also give you some really good practical advice like you know I'm having a problem with my boss. what do I do? Well, you communicate with your boss, and here's what you can say and here's the things mm-hmm. if you, you could put on a resume um, if you're looking for a new job, but the listening. There's value in that. You know, in your life, When you sometimes when you talk to somebody and you say, I'm afraid, you know, the person goes, ah, what are you afraid of? Oh, you're going to be fine. Oh, that's ridiculous. And they feel like they're helping you feel better, but they're not because you don't feel gotten. You know, when you tell a coach, yeah. you tell a career coach that you're afraid about something in your career, he or she will say, I- I'm sorry you're feeling that way, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I get it. And what else are you afraid of? You know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your fear. Because when people get to talk about it and they get it out, it doesn't have any power over them anymore. And when it doesn't have power and fear isn't driving the show, then you really can get into logistics. You know, when you have a conversation yeah. with someone and you say, oh, I'm afraid, and they say, oh, what are you, you, know, what are you worried about? Or here's what you do, right? Here's what you do. Um, you know, that's not what you need. You need somebody to hear you and to, and to ask you, well, what do you think you should do? How do you think you should handle this? You know, that's why coaching and career coaching on a whole, you know, has exploded because there's not really a place in the world where, where you could be heard and where you could be gotten.
1: It's true. I mean, if you think about it as kind of the traditional um, sense of this type of relationship would have would have been previously like the therapist relationship, but of course nobody who's going through a career change or a career challenge thinks, oh, I should go to a therapist about this because that's not what's happening, right? It's it's somebody who knows the specifics of this particular type of change and transition and brings the best of that relationship forward. I think you really have articulated that quite well. Yes. What is it that Go ahead.
2: No, no, no. That's it. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well so what is it that it takes in in your experience to really become a successful career coach? I and mean, you did it through some really amazing circumstances. I mean, full time job for numerous years while you were building your practice, but so if you were to give some insights to say look a budding coach right now, what would you say?
2: Well, I, I really wanted it. You know, you know, years and years ago I saw our Fortune magazine article where there were people who were coaching on a boat, coaching on a plane, wherever it was, and I said, oh, my God, I want that, you know, and I said mm-hmm. to myself, you know, you know, I said, well, if I can coach, you know, 20 people at $425 a month, you know, that will give me a six-figure salary, and that's what I want, so I, I just always, I looked at that, and I said, I want you know, so what I said earlier before about, you know, the journey, sometimes I was clear, sometimes I wasn't clear, you know, what kept me going was the big picture, you know. So I had belief that I was going to do it, and I had a vision. I had a picture in my head, and I said, I want that. You know, also, you know, other things to build it, you know, having focus, you know, and that means a good, clear target audience. know, it doesn't mean you have to define it, but I, I only work with people, you know, in their 30s or their 40s, but it really is... You know, who you know. I came from the corporate world. A lot of a lot of people I work with are from the corporate world. I know that world. That's that's my focus, um, and having focus makes a very very big difference.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with that a hundred percent. And at the same time, I I hear what you're saying under there, which is specific, but you don't have to get crazy specific. I mean, if you do, that's great. You know, good for you, but. You you know, you don't have to have it down to, I'm working with, you know, one-eyed ophthalmologists. Like, that's my target market. No,
2: but you know, there's many people people in our industry that are helping new coaches come into it, um, and they put that Mm -hmm. pressure on them. Like, who is that particular person? And especially in the beginning, you don't know. In the beginning, you might say, I want to do career, and then I want to test the waters a little bit, you know, and then how you... have your specialty, you know, uh, evolves over time. You know, you don't have to have it all worked out in the beginning. You just have to say, I want it, and then then you take your journey, and your journey takes you where you're supposed to go.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I really – and this really – Seriously, as many years as I've been in this industry, this really just occurs to me. I, I really think that there is a high value of coaches, new coaches coming into the industry to work with a career coach for a period of time because they are physically going through that change. I, sure, they want to have a mentor coach and that, other things, you know, at different points, but I think there's a real value of them working for a period of time with a career coach. What do you think about that?
2: Yes, yes, because they are – they're in career transition. You know, a lot of newer coaches, you know, they're still doing the back and forth. Like, you know, you know, when I, when I was building my business, I built it three and a half years in the evenings and the weekends while I had a full-time job. So I didn't transition mm-hmm. right away. So I, was, I had my full-time job during the day, and then I was taking my classes in the evenings and coaching people in the evenings and the weekends, and I loved it. You know, and that's also how I knew that I was meant to do this because my day job was like, ugh. And then I would come home and have these conversations with people all over the world, and I was like, oh, my God, this is where I'm meant to be. Um, so, you know, yeah. it does. It, re- it. You know, it really does make a difference. And, you know, so I was in a transition, and, you know, once you decide you want to become a coach, it doesn't mean that you're a full time coach um, you know it's a It's a journey and I agree with you it would be nice to help to have help with that transition
1: for sure you know and, and I also agree with you. I think that um the six figure coaching mystique has been an unnecessary pressure that a lot of new coaches have placed upon them, like that if you have to rush. To that in order to somehow be credible. And, and what I'm seeing more and more is a real respect for, you know, there are some coaches that are thrilled doing six figure up plus 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 and there are other coaches that are just as thrilled, you know, doing forty, fifty thousand dollars a year supplementing retirement or something. And, and so it's like, what's the rush? Pick your, pick what you want and just stay consistent. Like you said, focus. I think that that's something we really have been not totally upfront and honest about in this industry for a while, it's it's okay, you know.
2: You know what also is a a lot of press, another pressure thing for newer coaches, that you have to have a book, you know, when you're starting out, there is no way you're ready to write a book at that point, you have to go out there, you have to test it, you have to work with people, you have your process, it evolves over time until you get to a point where you say, okay, you know what, I'm you know, I need something else, so I'm ready to take all the ideas and everything I've learned and put it into a book, but to put so much pressure on people when they're first coming in to write a book, I, I think it's unfair.
1: I agree. I mean, I, I have to be honest, I'm 13 years, a little over 13 years in, and I am just now entertaining my book. Yes. Yeah. Like, just now feel like, ooh, I actually have a book idea. Like, it's, it never has been on my radar until recently. So, um I think that there's a great truth to that. It comes, that book idea. Some people are, are, you know, born writers and, and, you know, groomed writers from very early ages or from other careers, but I agree. This is not something we need to be, like, pounding our new coaches with.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's too too much. You know what? We encourage, you know, we we would never do that to our clients. We would never put pressure on Mm -hmm. our clients, but we put pressure on ourselves.
1: True, you know, and that brings up something else around this, which which I kind of want to get your perspective on just really quickly. Uh, you know, it's my little soapbox moment. I always drag it out at least at one point a day. Is <laughs> I really think that that coaches need to take their own personal development as seriously as they take their website, their social media. I mean, I watch people. Freak out and stress over their website and their social media, yeah. and then but then they treat their own personal development like yeah no I've read some books I'm I'm good I'm coaching <laughs> I'm like no <laughs> that, that's not it <laughs> you
2: know our yeah, and I our,
1: think
2: yeah get, get, no I say our industry is all about learning and teaching you know mm-hmm. as coaches we teach you know how do we ask our clients to take on these big goals you know, unless we're taking on big goals. And you really can't stretch, you know, unless you're working on yourself too.
1: Right, which is what I think, you know, if listening to what you're talking about from career coaching is what it takes to really build a successful career coaching practice. The focus piece you mentioned is critical. Um, really getting clarity about, you know, what they want, I think, is is part of that as well, I'm hearing from what you're saying. And then the, the you know, like you said, you want it. So if you want it, what do you have to do to get it? Who do you have to be to get it? I think that that's essential for them to learn about themselves so that they can translate to their that to their clients. Is that not kind of where you really coming from on that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're always working on ourselves. Um, you know, it's such, a, it's, just such a, it's, it's such an important piece. Yeah, I, you, know, you don't have to be perfect, Coach. You don't have to have everything together. You don't have to have every single thing in your life perfect. Um, but you've got to be open. You've got to be open to change. You have to be open to what's not working in your life. Because how do we ask other people to be open to change, to be open to what's not working in their lives, if, if, if we're not open on our, on our own or we're not doing the same thing? It's, it's like you're, it's an out-of-integrity thing.
1: For sure. And, and And I think, you know, I mean, I can stand behind exactly what you're saying. You don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be serious about your own development. You know, it's, Word, yeah. no, you don't have to be perfect. Please, just be you. <laughs> <I> don't need <laughs> to be perfect. i
2: waiting a long time.
1: That's right. It's like, no, no, just be you. Well, we're coming into our last couple of minutes here. So, Deborah, what what final words do you really want to share with our listening audience? Um, mine, you
2: know, I'm I'm big on persistence. You know, and I'm big on planning. Right, plan your work, work your plan plan your work, work your plan, you know, if you're building a coaching practice or adding stuff to your coaching practice, your career coaching practice, you know, you've got to break it into smaller pieces and, you know, work on small pieces on a regular basis and that's how you reach your goals. But really, don't stop, don't quit and if coaching, especially career coaching, is your passion, you know, you can be really successful at it, you know, if you keep going. You know, I've been doing this since 1998 and people go, wow you know, you've been doing this for a long time and it's really because I just didn't stop. You know, in the beginning I was working all the time and now I'm working less because there is a tipping point where you don't have to work all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you know, you're breaking things into smaller pieces, you know, you're taking on projects and you're just doing one thing at a time with, with deep breaths. But don't, don't stop. You don't always have to know where it's headed. As long as you're listening to yourself and it's in your heart. You you will get there.
1: I love that. You know, my own my own personal experience around that is it did take me ten years. It took me ten years before I hit the tipping point where I went, Wow, I actually do I actually can stop working if I wanted to some days. Like <laughs> like that sudden realization of, whoa, hold on But <laughs> like the pressure not the pressure, the persistence, the persistence paid off and it took a long time and, and it's okay yeah. that it took a long time. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much. You want to give a quick shout-out to how people can get in touch with you if they're interested about what you're doing. We want to make sure they can find you.
2: All right, so it's Deborah Brown Volkman, uh, professional certified coach. My website is surpassyourdreams.com, www.surpassyourdreams.com.
1: Absolutely, and you can all check out what Deborah's up to and what Deborah's up to next by visiting surpassyourdreams.com. And with that, we will wrap up and close our conversation today. Thank you, Deborah, as always. <laughs> thank you. thank yes, okay. you, And we will absolutely look forward to talking to you again.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials. Then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs at coachingimpactradio.com. There's more exciting conversation by coaches for coaches on the way with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and join us as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye bye, everyone.